Would you like a little more foreplay in your life? I mean, specifically brain foreplay. Well then, tune in to the most dynamic host, Dr. Rick Perea, performance psychologist to professional athletes and the stars. No failure is final and no topic is off limits. It's time to get real and get your checkup from the neck up here at Brain Foreplay on Mental Monday. Welcome to Brain Foreplay, where you get your checkup from the neck up on Mental Mondays. Today our topic is very close to my heart, very close to my brain. Um, the reason we call get your checkup from the neck up is we have these brains right here. We always want to stretch the way you think here at Think One. And today's topic is going to do that. It has to do with organizational performance. And in organizations, the first thing I want to define is who's an organization. If you think about Google, Apple, think one, my organization here in Denver, Colorado, all organizations. But also another organization that people don't realize there are pro sports, the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Broncos, the Dallas Cowboys. At a core level, those are all organizations. They have a business side and then they have a professional side, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it may be. The Catholic Church is an organization. So we've got to understand that organizations are empowered by what we call human capital, and that's people. So as an IO psychologist, industrial organizational psychologist, I've been trained and really learned so many different techniques to help organizations perform at peak levels. That being said, as many of you know, I've worked in pro sports for many years. And <clears throat> here in Denver, they hired a new football coach. And he's had quite a few issues with time clock management at the end of games. He's had issues with calling timeouts at the right time. Um, just really game day management is what we call it. And recently, the Broncos hired an additional coach to really sit up in the press box and, and manage uh, clock, timeouts, a multitude of decision-making that's game day stuff that doesn't have to do with play calling, strategy, scheme on the field. Now, some people might say, well, how come they did that when in the past most people, the head coach, can handle that? Which gets me to my very point today, and, and that is that we have billion-dollar industries, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. Those are billion-dollar industries. And yet, they are very antiquated and archaic in terms of understanding how to develop and grow their human capital, their personnel. Let me give you an example. Google and Apple spend millions of dollars on leadership training every year for their, for their employees, for their leadership teams. Even mom and pop organizations will invest in leadership training for their staff because they understand the dividend that it plays through communication skills training, through leadership training, through cohesion, through role acceptance, role adherence, 
for people in that organization to reach peak performance. I have worked for six NFL teams. I've worked for two Major League Baseball teams, and I've worked for four NBA teams. And I can tell you this, not one professional team I've been on has consciously and purposely sent their coaches to be developed and grow in terms of organizational performance. In the NFL, let's just use the NFL, and this, this topic coincides with my article on 104.3 The Fan in Denver that will uh, be released this morning on Your Mental Monday. You can check it on 104.3thefan.com and check out my article that coincides with this podcast. So in the NFL, there's a collective understanding from NFL coaches. Because again, I've been in these buildings, I've worked with teams, I've even won a Super Bowl with the 2015-16 Denver Broncos. But there's a collective understanding that coaching football is about coaching football. And I would not argue that, but I would also argue it's about more than that. It's about understanding the person. There's a person underneath all those pads. There's a human being. There's a brain. There's an there's a autonomic nervous system that uh, engages the fight-or-flight methodology. And believe it or not, there's six, six, 300-pound players that come into my office, and they're crying within three minutes when they tell me about some of the pain they're going through during the season, how they're being treated. But in pro sports, we do not develop our coaches. We do not help them be the best they can be. In organizational performance, it's so common that you regularly have continuing education credits and people continually learn and they grow. But in, pro, in the pro sports industry, I can only think of one time where I was called upon, it was with an NBA team, that I was called upon to work exclusively with the head coach to help develop him and his communication skills and how he reached people. I'll give you an example. So this particular coach was considered pretty much a hard ass and he was treating his players very, um, I won't say inhuman, but he wasn't as warm as he could be. So I just trained him in things like how to connect with, with players, how to you know, understand their cultural upbringings, how to relate to them on their level. And that worked really well. And you know, in the reality is the coach has been very successful since that training. I'm not saying because of the training, but it's a spoke in the wheel, it's not the wheel. But in that industry, in the NFL, let's just use, let's, go, let's hone down on the NFL. When we don't develop coaches, we are sending a message to them that they're okay, that they're, they're, they're okay at the point they're at, as long as they know their position. Like we have, here's the three levels of coaching. You have a head coach, you have coordinators, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and position coaches. Position coach, defensive line, linebacker, DB, running back, wide receiver, offensive line. So when all those coaches, when we don't send them for training and development, we're sending a message to them that they're good, they're okay. All they have to know is football, but that's not true. We've got to get better. As a, as a psychologist in the NFL, I understand w that these players are suffering because of this. The coaches are suffering. There's a well-documented example of what happened to us in Miami with a particular coach who's really doing, he's back in the league and he's doing a great job. But it was to the point where he was self-medicating on campus. So people, we've got to understand how much stress and how much anxiety is going on within these professional teams. 
You as the layperson tune in on Sunday afternoon and, or Monday night and see that game. You see the lights. You see the players. You see all the glitz. But you don't see behind the scenes. You don't see the players as people. You don't see the players that are struggling within their families. You don't see the coaches that have moved eight times in seven years and their kids are displaced from schools. Um, for example, their wife may say, I'm not moving anymore. And so that, that disconnects the marriage and now the person's dealing with not only working out you know, 16, 18 hour days, but they got a marriage that's in distress. I mean, the divorce rate of coaches in the NFL is through the roof. And so what I want to understand is not rain on the NFL today, but what I want people to understand is in professional sports, we have got to continually develop our human capital. We've got to develop coaches, we've got to develop players, and that's through external training. You can't have internal training and have it be um, you know, homogenous, where it's all the same. You gotta have external experts that come in and, and, and bring leadership training, bring communication skills training, help people understand that they continuously can get better. Because in the corporate world, again, they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars of training their human capital to excel and perform at high levels. And the fact that we don't in pro sports is archaic, is antiquated. I mean, it's, it's, it's wrong. And we've got to get better with owners. And I've told it, and this is in my article, I've told owners, general managers, executive vice presidents for years, you, you can't do this. you got to develop your people. The last topic I want to talk about today is when you hire someone, and this kind of speaks to the lack of growth and development within the industries of pro sports. Oftentimes, the Broncos, so the Broncos hired an offensive coordinator to be the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. The inherent issue in hiring an offensive coordinator to a head coach is the skill sets that are required for those two positions are almost completely different. A head coach spends roughly 50% of his time being a CEO, not even coaching football. I remember when Adam Gase said to me, he hired me in Miami with the Miami Dolphins after we won a Super Bowl here in Denver. He said to me, Doc, he says, I spent about maybe half my time coaching football. You know, he has demands with the media. He has demands with in, in the internal building of different levels and different layers of, of organization that he's tending to. And then the coaching the football part is about half of it. And you have to be a CEO. You have to be CEO-esque. You have to be a leader. Great communication skills. Great um, what we call emotional agility and emotional intelligence. Able to regulate yourself and get through a whole bunch of trying situations on a daily basis. Offensive coordinator, their skill set, call plays. Develop their, their personnel. Uh, identify personnel, scheme throughout the week, game plan throughout the week. That's very different than a head coach. So when we hire an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator into a head coach job, there is inherent conflicts right there. So the solution to that is we've got to develop pro, pro teams, and especially what I'm speaking to today, NFL. NFL teams got to get much better at continuing education of their coaching staffs of their staffs, period, to help them learn that human, human capital will perform its best when it's been continually trained and updated in the latest humanistic skills, 
how to communicate, how to lead, how to understand how leadership has changed over the years. There's a, there's a term called followership that people don't understand, the, the, the interdependence between leadership and followership. If you don't understand the psychology behind leadership and followership, you're not a leader. You can call yourself a leader, but you're not a, a leader that really understands the psychology of your followers. And guess who's your followers, coach? Players. And if you don't understand their psychology, you're missing the boat. They're just not these gladiators out on the field. They're people too. And I know that. And I see that. Um, so really, we've got to understand here in Denver, there's a reason why Hackett's making so many issues, making so many bad decisions. He's not trained. His skill set has not been developed as a head coach. Now, here's, here could be a solution. You, let's say you like an offensive coordinator. You want to hire him. He has great skills in terms of the X's and O's and, play, and personnel development. Then he could go off and work with an external consultant that would help him develop time management, go through scenarios, really go through it on the board. Get outside the campus, though. Don't be under the umbrella of the Denver Broncos and the NFL because you will not get the best training there. You'll get the best training from external consultants that have been trained in these things. I once heard Nick Saban said this. By, by the way, they've won a few national championships in the last 15 years, correct? I once heard him say this. He said he's not the best leader. He didn't. He didn't get trained in leading. He wasn't, you know, uh, developed in leading. He's a football coach. So what does he do? He brings in leaders to speak. He brings in scholars to speak to help understand what leadership means for his coaching staff, for his players. So I'll finish by saying this. People in organizational performance, we've got to continually look within ourselves and say, how can we get better? And oftentimes it's looking externally to get an objective opinion, an objective skill set to help come in and develop us. Because when people here in Denver in the first three games are so upset with the decision making of the head coach, I, I'm not going to blame Hackett. Hack I'm going to blame the industry. The NFL in general is failing the, the owners are failing head coaches and players because they're not demanding that there's, there's internal growth and development going on within each organization by continually helping people get better. And until we have that thirst, until we have people that come in from the outside, and there are a few NFL teams that have hired some outside people who have no football background, they're just organizational performance people, and those are the organizations that will be on the cutting edge and I'll tell you this, winning starts in the building. Winning starts at the top with ownership, with EVPs, with GMs before it even gets to the football field. People, I love you, trust you, believe in you. You can always get your checkup from the neck up here at Mental Mondays from Think One. Don't forget to join us next week. Same place, same time to get your checkup from the neck up fortified by foreplay that's brain foreplay and please remember to subscribe to this channel wherever you get your podcasts